Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship. We thank you for this opportunity to sing your praise. We thank you for this opportunity to give you thanks because you are good, you are kind, and we love you. We just love you. We love you. What a mighty God we serve. 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 And heaven and earth adore. Angels bow before. What a mighty God we Heaven and earth adore. Angels bow before him. What a mighty God. And what a mighty God we serve. We serve. And what a mighty God we serve. And heaven and earth adore. There is no one 
sacrifice, oh God, holy and acceptable unto you as my reasonable sacrifice in the name of Jesus. Tonight, God, light us up, light us up, Holy Spirit, light us up, Holy Spirit, light us up, Holy Spirit, light us up. In the name of Jesus, may the impartation of your knowledge bring us light. In the name of Jesus, the entrance of your word, the mysteries of your word, the truth of your word. Lord, in the name of Jesus, the entrance of your word. Let it bring us light and understanding, O God, to the simple, in the name of Jesus. Father, help us, help us, help us. Help us in the name of Jesus. In our frailties, help us. In our weaknesses, help us. In the name of Jesus. In our insufficiencies, Lord, help us with your grace, which is sufficient for us. In our weakness, be strong. In the name of Jesus Christ, in our inadequacies, hey Lord, make us complete. Da koma hasuni mi korondo shabrati kapaya, ladizo vende koma hasuti kapa. Shababado shikomro dimasante ki asopeto. 
Dora Kunimo Shali Pande Kola Lalibasha. People of God, you want to lift your voice. Lift your voice. Bless this good God. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Magnify Him. Magnify Him. For God is great. He is greatly to be praised. La do she komo soma la dihase. Deka dimini kapale mo shanti mro ofalizo dekepe. Lord, we worship you. Ye no shadi ante. You whose understanding is unsearchable. A cobra ifinia sote. A mighty God, everlasting Father, Linos Kebra, a great deliverer, a God, the Lord, mighty and terrible in battle. Lord, tonight we bow before your throne. I bow before your throne. I bow before your throne. In my heart, even in the congregation of the righteous tonight, Lord, I bow. Lord, we bow. We join our faith together. And in conjunction with the elders, the 24 elders, oh God, and the living creatures, Lord, we bow, we bow, we bow our hearts, we bow our spirit, we bow our entire faith before your throne of grace, the very place we find grace and obtain mercy to help in times of need, Lord, we bow, we acknowledge that we are nothing before you, we are nothing before you, you alone are God, be enthroned, for we Without you, we can do nothing. Hey, Koma Shuni Matai, Rembe Komali Zonemetei, Adi Ankepe, with desperate hearts, with longing souls, with thirsty spirits, Amadi Antokimaladi, Lord, tonight we come before your throne, Koma Luzanekatei, Reino Maskoveni in Paradis, we worship us, we worship us, we worship us in all sincerity, in spirit and in truth, we worship us, we worship us. Worship us at the ask of We unveil our hearts from every sin. We unveil our hearts from every veil of sin, the veil of the flesh, and we ask that Lord. The glory, the glory of your presence rub upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus as you take away the veil of sin, the veil, the veil of iniquity. The hindrance that is standing, standing in the way between us and you. We ask that God call me to encounter us Nino Namaso, the Tigrote, the Grantes, 
God who rules a motion in the affairs of men are the uncertain you have made her the heavens your throne the earth your footstool blessed be God blessed be the Lord God the God of Israel who only doeth wondrous things and blessed be his glorious name forever let the whole earth the whole earth be filled with his glory let the whole earth be filled with his glory in the name of Jesus Christ the land of Shemekovaliata Erondimo Saba Hey, no, no more. Shani, make a palo, make a palo. You let your people like a flood. 
like a flock even by the hand of Moses and Aaron tonight lead us Holy Spirit tonight lead us oh God as we call to remembrance your songs you have given us in the night oh God and commune with you in our heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ let our spirit set diligently in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and encounter your grace and mercy and truth Father we thank you for in the name of Jesus In Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says, Never an earth at Angels bow before. Our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. This is our confidence, hallelujah. This is our confidence, amen. Amen. And the first John chapter 4. Verse 9, the Bible says, And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Here in His love, here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, propitiation for our sins to be the propitiation for our sins. 
We are praying that, Father, by virtue of your sacrifice on the cross for us, we acknowledge every crookedness in us, every stain, and we ask that, Lord, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, cleanse us, Father, cleanse us, make us whole, spirit, soul, and body, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, make us whole, spirit, soul, and body, prepare our spirits, our minds, our bodies to receive from you tonight, in the name of Jesus, we want to lift up your voice, ask God to cleanse you with the blood of Jesus. All from all iniquity, all transgressions, every impurity, in the name of Jesus. By our confessions, we receive. We receive a benefit from the one and once and for all offering of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. We are acknowledging that indeed we have heard from the way. And we are asking God that Lord cleanse us, consecrate us, sanctify us with the blood of Jesus. Prepare our minds, prepare our spirit, prepare our souls to receive from you tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, take away every veil of sin, the veil of sin, the veil of sin that can hinder and every weight that can easily beset us. Lord, we lay aside every weight of sin, transgression, in the name of Jesus. As we are praying, asking for cleansing, you are commanding your soul into alignment with the demands of this moment. You are commanding your spirit into alignment with the demands of this moment. Your body to align. And you are rebuking the wandering of your mind and every distraction, every unwholesome thought. You are bringing it into obedience under subjection to the obedience of the word of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, O oh God, we are still before your throne of grace. Your word says we should come boldly. We should come boldly before your throne of grace that we may obtain grace, O God, and find mercy to help in times of need. Lord, we ask that you cleanse us, purge our conscience, cleanse our minds, cleanse our hearts, purify our hearts, cleanse our hands in the name of Jesus from every form of defilement, every sin, every unholiness, every contract we entered into, knowingly or knowingly, every soul ties, bodily ties, spiritual ties, we see with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we ask that you consecrate us another level unto yourself. Lord, sanctify us, wash us through and through by the blood of Jesus. Purge our conscience in the name of Jesus from all acts of defilement. We renounce every unholy contract we entered into, knowingly or unknowingly, through any of the gates of our bodies. Lord, our ears, our eyes, our mouth, our notes, our noses. No one else cares for me like you do. We renounce them. We, we annul every such contract in the name of Jesus. Those we entered into or people entered into with us uh, through dreams, even jokingly. Lord, we renounce them in the name of Jesus. We, we disengage our spirits, our souls, our body from every unholy connection. And we join ourselves to you once more. For whosoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Tonight, O oh God, we join ourselves to you at another level. We abide in you. For you are the true vine. 
and we know that unless we abide in you we cannot bear fruit in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we give you praise in Jesus in the name of Jesus amen God bless us for praying people of God want to lift up our voice and lift out our voices in the next three minutes. We are praying in the language of the Spirit intensely. We are asking God that Lord help our infirmities. Grant the minister utterance, utterance for the deliverance of your word. Spiritual insight unveil the eyes of his understanding in the name of Jesus and grant me a word for the journey, a word personalized for me a word that is in season in the name of Jesus let this not be like any other meeting that I've had in the name of Jesus Christ but Lord bring me con bring me into consecration and total transformation in the name of Jesus Christ let me encounter your presence your power your light your glory in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice as you pray in the language of the Spirit intensely. Limo shapani mini kapala, rende komalua teni mi kapaliataha, rebe do shahani mi kapaya. Holy Spirit, as we pray in the language of the Spirit, stay as up, Lord, stay as up, Spirit of God, stay as up, Ladoni mi kapalua di mi kataya. Revive our spirit, Leo shabani mi kapaya to receive her in the name of Jesus. Grant us grace, oh God, malua ni for the profiting of your word, that every word of God that we receive, oh Lord, will be mixed up with your faith. Landos Kamaliatos, Rendemenekovaluanimikapas, let your word profit me. Let me not live in the same at the end. Telecom Radia said, and that the Somebody lift up your voice, lift up your heart. La bendes Rabbi, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do
God bless us for praying, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. When we call you, in the name of Jesus. When we call you, of God, God bless us. You are all welcome. You are all welcome. You are welcome to the presence of God. And tonight's teaching session, we've been looking at a series on fasting. And we began with an introduction through fasting, the basics. And then we looked at fasting, the principles. Tonight, we trust that the Holy Spirit will help us as we delve further into fasting, the process. Amen. Fasting, the process. Hallelujah. So you're welcome, ministers winning, Cassandra, Global Icon, Steph. Um, and then... They have a new face. God reigns. God reigns. God bless you for joining us. Please don't forget to keep sharing the live cast. Amen. And to keep liking the show. As we wait for our brothers and sisters to join us. There are more people to join us. They will be coming. Amen. So tonight... If you are here and you can hear my voice, can you please throw some fire? Please throw some fire. Lift your voice. If indeed you believe that there is no name, when you call on Jesus, when you call on Yeshua, He, he is always right that the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow, 
is right there with us. Yes, if indeed you believe this is a song for the moment, if you believe this, yes, just lift it wherever you are. Open your heart and sing this like a minute. God bless us. God bless us. God bless us. So in our previous episode, we looked at fasting the principle. Amen. The principles. And um, we, we had a very great moment and time in the presence of God. So I want to do a quick recap. A quick recap. As we get ready to move into today's session we started by saying that we don't fast to cast out demons even though there are scriptures that look as though or that present themselves to us in a way that suggests that without fasting we are unable to cast out demons but that is not or that should not be the sole aim of our fast we said that the fulcrum of every true fast is intimacy with God, to draw closer to God. That is the fulcrum, the essence of every true fast, to draw closer to God in spirit and in truth. Amen. So we don't fast so that we can do great miracles. We fast for intimacy with God. And we said that when you are close with God, or you are close to God, many of these things or the great abilities become operational in in our lives as Christians. What? Automatically. Automatically. It is part of our prophetic destiny in Christ. It's been wired into us. The great things, the miracles we seek to do, to perform, the demons we seek to cast out, Bible says that these signs shall follow them. Komocho, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe in me. In my name they shall. And then the signs follow. Cast out demons. So fasting is not meant to cast out demons. It draws us closer to God, and in our closeness to God, we automatically become operational in these in these um, benefits. Amen. And then we looked at the principles. We looked at the principles. I'll just brush over them, and then we move on. The first principle we looked at is the principle of consecrated commitment to God's pleasure or will. Amen. And we said that we have to commit ourselves to God in our fasting and prayers. And we should seek a consecration for consistency and faithfulness from beginning of the fast to the end of the fast. Amen. Amen. And please, are we here? Are we here? I think the strangers who usually keep the page busy are not around. So the reason why I always encourage us to keep the page busy is so that you don't fall asleep or you don't feel drowsy. Amen. It keeps you attentive. And also, it keeps my spirit in tune to pick up signals. Signals in a realm. Amen. So that as and when God speaks, we can also minister. Amen. The second principle we looked at was a principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. 
we said that we need to commit ourselves to prayer. We need to confess. In fact, Christianity is called the Great Confession. So we get into the faith by confession. We thrive in the faith largely by confession or declarations, and then we 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 win a lot of battles even by confession or declarations, and we also admit or benefit from the sacrifice of Jesus by confessing so that it benefits us. So confession of our ills, our wrongs, and then personal sanctification, staying away from certain things which we should, which we shall be looking at today in the process, in fasting, the process. Then we also look at the principle of giving or sacrifice, the principle of giving or sacrifice. We said we don't only give substances, our finances, or material things, but we also give, we can give our time, our strength, our energies as we fast. Amen. That these things are all sacrifices, especially because they are done out of inconvenience. Or sometimes it's convenience, but you go beyond the usual extent that people or ordinarily you would have gone or others would have gone. Amen. And we also looked at the principle of honored privacy or the honored privacy to God or secrecy the the principle of honored privacy or secrecy to God how that our fasting and prayers must be in secret before God it should not be between men or should not be declared by men that we should not parade our our piety before men but should be between us and God only and we looked at the principle of feeding on the word the principle of feeding on the word, starving from food and the things that nourish the body so we can nourish or we can bring nourishment to the spirit. We can feed our spirit with the word of God because man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is a spoken word. And we said that in order to be able to to benefit or get Rima, we need to we need to stay glued. We need to stay in the logos. We need to study the written word because it it precedes the spoken word. Hallelujah! And when Jesus was saying that man shall not live by bread alone, Jesus was actually saying that man shall not nourish nourish and grow his flesh alone, but also mature his spirit with the word. Amen. Amen. And we looked at the seed principle which talks about humility. A humility of spirit, humility of soul, humility of body. That we said fasting humbles our souls. It humbles or it afflicts the soul and the body. Amen. Because it is the path of self denial that brings us to true humility with God. last principle is the principle of self-denial self-denial we said the bible mentions denying ourselves food and water food certain pleasant foods and married persons may even fast from intimacy for a time by mutual consent 
so that they can pray or devote themselves to a, a, a particular spiritual exercise. Amen. God bless us. So today, we go deeper. We go deeper. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Today, when the sun rises, we go into to be with you and yet to come into your presence. The word fasting, the process. So, when we talk about the process of fasting, we are talking about how to effectively execute the principles, how to put into practice. The principles, amen. The principles of fasting. How to put into practice the principles so that our fasts will not be in vain. It is about observing the principles, amen. Amen. Are you with me? Please, are you with me? So I want to begin by asking you or telling you that I need your ears. God needs your heart. Amen. I need your ears. But God needs your heart. So you want to tell yourself today that I will never be the same after tonight's encounter. I will never be the same after listening to this podcast. I will never be the same after encountering the light of God through this mystery. In the name of Jesus, I am increasing. I am becoming bigger, better, stronger, wiser, day after day, because my path shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So I begin by asking this question. How much of God do you want? I want everyone to type their answer in the comment section as you are listening. How much of God do you want? How much of God do you want? It's actually supposed to be a rhetorical question, a rhetorical question, but I want you to type the answer, each one of us, in the comment section of the podcast as we are listening. Somebody says they want all of God. 
Okay, how about the rest of us? Some of us, we don't want God. You want none of God? Somebody says very much. Winning says all of God. Global icon says very much. Okay, so we have just two responses. We are going to move on the, all the same. We are moving on all the same. Alright. So, to every truly hungry believer in Christ. To every truly hungry believer in Christ. Who knows? In fact, who has come to true understanding or a deep knowledge about the person of God, they would understand that what God wants to give us is not things. What God wants to give us is not just power. God seeks or wants or desires to give us things beyond things. He wants to give us things beyond mere things. God wants to give us himself. God wants to give us himself. He seeks fellowship and intimacy with his creation or his creature. And if I say with his creation, I'm talking about men or man. And in this fellowship or intimacy, God desires that man comes to a deep knowledge of him while he teaches man his ways and gives himself to man until man becomes lost in him. And we said that one of these highways God has made available For this work with him is the discipline or the Christian discipline called fasting. So when we are fasting, a mature believer who understands God, who has come into a deep understanding of the person of God, would not only desire a part of God or much of God, but all of God. Please, can someone help us with Romans chapter 11, verse 33? You desire all of God, not just some of Him. Romans 11, verse 33, because you realize that even in God, he said, Romans 11, 33, before he posted, it, I think you remember, I remember he says, that, oh, oh, the depth both of the wisdom and the riches of the glory of God. Okay, God bless you for helping us with the scripture. I mean, it's a winning. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. His ways are past finding out. So, if you are dealing with someone, who is unsearchable, in whom the riches of glory 
all the riches of wisdom and knowledge, even of his glory, are unsearchable, you will know that there are no limits to your engagement with this God. Hallelujah. So you are supposed to deal with this God or do business with this God in deep waters by seeking all of him. Hallelujah. And that is what in the process of fasting we ought to do. In the process of a fast, we desire all of God. Amen. Global icon, please, are you there? So, fasting is not only the sacrificing, the abstinence from food and pleasure and appetite. Fasting is also desiring God as we empty ourselves of self and our appetite. Room is created. Hunger is generated. Spiritual hunger is generated that will cause us to yearn and desire for more of God so God can fill us. So when we sacrifice our appetite, it does something much more powerful in the realm of the spirit that God really, really honors. Hallelujah. 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 So how do we start a fast? How do we start a fast? Fasting is best commenced at a given spiritual instruction or at a discernment of the inception of a new spiritual season or dimension. If you study biblical patterns of fasting in the Bible, for example, Moses' fast, Elijah's fast for 40 days, which we realize from the introduction, when we're looking at the basics of fasting, we realize we're not true fast because they had a supernatural backing or supernatural empowerment or that they fasted in a supernatural atmosphere. We realize that they embarked on the, that fast not based on their own whims and caprices, but they listened and obeyed the instructions of God given them. In fact, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says that Jesus was led. He was led. Literally, he was driven. Some versions say he was driven into the wilderness to fast. He was led. That is divine leading or instruction. So when Jesus says, when ye fast, that is expression of his intention or expectation. All right. God bless me, sir. When then Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. He was afterward and hungered. So Jesus was led 
So fasting is best commenced at a given spiritual instruction or at the discernment of the inception, the beginning of a new spiritual season or dimension in one's life or ministry. So there are times that the Holy Spirit may might, might lead you or give you an instruction because your business is about seeing a new phase or level or dimension. And to bring you into that dimension, he needs you to, 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 to prepare your spirit, prepare your soul to be able to host, build capacity to host the enlargement that is coming. To generate energies for the warfare and the attacks that come with each new level. That is what the Spirit of God does. That is what He does. Hallelujah. So in as much as some of us may want to fast. Because we want to stay in tune with the Spirit at all times. We are growing in hunger and intimacy with God at all times. And so we want to live a fasted life by constantly, intermittently staying away from food. These are key reasons by which many fast or we are to fast as established by the Bible. Amen. The need for clarity on issues, the mind of God, as we saw in the church in Antioch, according to Acts 13, Please somebody help us with Acts 13. I think the verse 5 and 6. Bible says, When they fasted and prayed and worshipped, the Holy Ghost spake unto them and said they should separate. So the need for clarity on separate unto him, I think Saul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry. All right. Acts 13 verse 3 I think I'm looking for the other verse okay it was a, it's a verse 2 okay the verse 2 the verse 2 and the verse 3 Bible says that as they ministered, thank you, Minister Winning, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. They sent them away. So this is the commencement of a new life, a dimension, commissioning into ministry. Hallelujah. Such moments require fasting with prayers amen so the need for clarity on issues the the need for seeking the mind of god on issues and and purposes the need for answers to questions as we saw in daniel 10 verse 2 and then the need to break yokes of iniquity esther 4 and then mercies from judgment as as we see in jonah 2 and jonah 3 the king of Nineveh proclaimed a fast after Jonah declared the word of God in that city. 
these were some reasons that moved men and women even the book of Ezra chapter 8 these were reasons that moved men and women and people groups to fast in the Bible hallelujah hallelujah but fasting remains essentially seeking God or seeking to be intimate with God fasting is essentially all about seeking God and drawing closer to him especially in the New Testament hallelujah hallelujah So in the New Testament, in the New Testament, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to fast, pray, and be tempted of the devil. Why? Because he needed spiritual empowerment. After his public unveiling and announcement for his ministry, public ministry is no joke. The same way when God calls us to great things, to start new things, new endeavors, it could be a business. It is only wise to discern and know that such times call for fasting with prayers. Amen. Jesus needed spiritual empowerment for his public ministry. After that, he was baptized and announced. So we realize that it was on the strength of this that he fulfilled his ministry. On the strength of that 40 days fast and prayers that he fulfilled his ministry. Apostle Paul also fasted many times. But we know that the very first fasting of Apostle Paul was in Acts chapter 9 verse 9. Somebody help us. That was when he first encountered Jesus before his conversion. He fasted while he was still even blind. We are still looking at fasting the process. Amen. Very soon I'll be speeding up. Usually at the beginning, I like to take time so we can build up so that everyone can follow. Once we start running, should be able to come along amen so bible says that and he was three days without sight and neither did eat nor drink yes blind your eyes are fasting and the, the stomach is also fasting in fact up to now some of us have never done a three-day dry fast before but Apostle Paul, before he was laid, his hands were laid on him and was prayed for for ministry. He had already fasted three days dry. Amen. And not only so, Apostle Paul also described 
in other parts of the New Testament how that he fasted for the sake of the ministry even as a Pharisee Amen 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 In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 5 and 11 verse 27 that is where he describes his sufferings for Christ so some of us the fact that we are fasting oh general God bless you for joining us here we are honored to have you here with us today yes so let's look at his his account Paul says, in stripes, imprisonment, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, in fastings, not just once, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love, by love unfeigned. And then 2 Corinthians 11, verse 27. So Paul fasted so many times, no wonder, he said, no wonder he performed or he did exploits in the ministry. If fasting is one of the vehicles for intimacy with God, then indeed Paul did know his God. Because the Bible says, For they that do know their God, they shall be strong, and they shall do exploits. Daniel 11, verse 32b. They that do know their God, and fasting is one of the vehicles, the disciplines that brings us into intimate knowledge and hunger for God. So we said in the beginning of our podcast today that fasting is fasting essentially is all about seeking God and drawing closer to Him. More than breakthrough, more than commissioning us for ministry, more than seeking clarity on life's purpose, more than the inception of new spiritual seasons or dimensions, more than fasting for repentance, or more than fasting to break yokes of iniquity, fasting essentially is all about seeking God and drawing closer to Him. Hallelujah. So, God bless you, Minister Cassandra, and winning. 2 Corinthians 11. I said verse 27, please. That's what I said. All right. It says, In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. This is Paul giving account, not just in the watchings. Some of us pray, but we don't watch. He says, In fasting or fastings often, in cold and in nakedness, through all these, he kept serving the Lord. Hallelujah. So fasting is one of the ways we draw closer to God. It's one of the vehicles or the disciplines in Christianity that enables us to die to the, to the flesh, to die quickly, to crucify the flesh more quickly. Amen. Just if, if I'm to give an analogy to the, the power of fasting, to die into self, this is what I would give. Imagine immersing a towel in water 
okay and then after immersing the towel in a bucket of water all the way to the bottom so that the entire towel is soaked with water bring out the towel from from within the bucket of water all wet and soaked with the water now dying to self could be draining the water out of that towel ordinarily when you hold the water out when you hold the towel out of the water when you hold the towel out of the bucket of water ordinarily what you are going to realize is that the water is going to begin to gradually drain out of the towel as the water drains out of the towel we can liken it to dying to self romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 says i beseech you brethren by the message of god that you present your bodies unto god a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto, unto the lord which is your reasonable sacrifice then the verse 2 says that be not conformed to this word but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is that good and acceptable and what perfect will of god that is talking about death be not conformed presenting our bodies as living sacrifices a sacrifice loses sight of itself a sacrifice no longer has power in itself a sacrifice that has been offered ceases to live so if you are to present our bodies to god as living sacrifices then we lose control over the the ability in fact all the senses our including our will amen and that which makes it effective is our fasting so that we die to self romans 6 talks about mortifying the deeds of the flesh mortifying dying to the deeds of the flesh hallelujah so as that towel hangs out of the water with time you realize that what the water is going to drain out of the wet towel but it is going to take a long time if you should just raise the towel out of the water and wait. Simply wait for the, the water to drain. And all the moisture to get out of it. So when whenever we fast, what fasting does it? It adds pressure. It puts pressure on the towel. It is like you now beginning to squeeze the towel with both of your hands. So that now the water comes out of the towel with a greater force. Because pressure is being applied. The water comes out with greater quantity or at a greater quantity because force is not being applied so fasting uh, fasting applies or empowers our spirit to be able to squeeze the flesh out of our lives to be able to put pressure on the flesh to die to be subdued totally to god that is what that is what fasting does to the flesh hallelujah hallelujah so apostle paul fasted often he fasted often and that became the strength upon which he did exploits in ministry if you read the pauline epistles one of my favorite pauline epistles is the book of ephesians he talks about the things we have in him we have access to in him the life of the christian or the believer in him revealing mysteries it was on the strength of this empowerment that he said again in philippians 3 that i may know him and the power of his resurrection the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto him in his death 
Hallelujah. One objective that he had in mind, I think Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 and 9, is that he might win Christ. So Paul walked the face of the earth in all his Christian endeavors and journeys, his work with God, with the mindset that he would win Christ. That he would win Christ. So because of that, he counted all things but done just for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Philippians 3, verse 8, 9, 10. Hallelujah. Morobono mokobali mikapai, deko shatengro dimo sapai, dino mo shante kemene kovaliata. We realize also how that Anna, by example, in the New Testament, served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Luke chapter 2 verse 37. Anna served God with fastings and prayers night and day. God bless you ministers winning and Cassandra. He says, yea, doubtless and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord. The, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, be made conformable unto him. I consider personally fasting as part of the fellowship of the sufferings of Christ, so that we can know him. It is part of the affliction of our souls so that we can know God the more. Hallelujah. And she was a widow of about four score and four years. That is 84 years which departed not from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. That is the testimony of Anna. Amen. So now, with all these said, how should we go about our fasting? How should we go about our fasting? If we are to, Bible says, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship God in spirit and in truth. So our fasting, if it is part of our worship, if it is to humble our, our, our flesh and our soul so that our spirit can dominate and be in charge so we can be in constant communion with the, free, the frequencies of God then how do we fast in spirit and in truth the first thing is that fasting should affect our schedule and how we use our time once I begin a fast it should affect my schedule and how I use my time. Hallelujah. I cannot start fasting. And in fact, in truly I am staying away from food. I'm staying away from food. But I am going about every other thing as usual. Not spending time with God. Not stay, not stay in the word. Still going about my usual. In fact, distractions. Maybe... Could be spending time with friends the same number of 
hours that I used to spend watching games and watching TV, playing games, chatting with my friends. The same things, the same routine. In fact, that is the path of starvation. Or you may call it dieting if you if you want. But during a fast, while afflicting our souls and mourning, we are to look away from self and see God. We should see God the more, more than we will seek Him on ordinary days while we are not fasting. Ordinary days when we are not mourning. So, that necessitates that we take breaks from games, we quit te television, so that we spend time on Christian materials and especially stay in the Word of God. Hallelujah. But Isaiah 58 tells us a lot more. Isaiah 58 tells us so much more. Minister Emmanuel, God bless you for joining us. Amen. Isaiah 58 tell us a lot more. It tells us a lot more. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Follow us if you have not followed us. Some of us are here that have not followed our podcast. You want to follow us so that anytime we come online, you get a notification. Amen. And so that anytime we publish our ministrations, you can get to be able to listen, download and listen. So Isaiah 58, I want to read the entire chapter before we get into the processes involved. Isaiah 58. We can put it or we can post it verse by verse on the page. So that those of us who are following online can also uh, follow from the page. Isaiah 58, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1 through 14. We can make time and read it quickly. The Bible says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and shew my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our souls? And thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast ye find, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. Hmm, mercy. Verse 4. Behold, ye fast for, for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Verse 5 says, Is, is it such a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast 
and an acceptable day to the Lord. Verse 6, Is not this the fact that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? 7, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Verse 8, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy hell shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re re reward. Shall be thy re reward. 9, Then shall thy call, then shall thou call, and the Lord shall, shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity. 10. And if thou draw out thy soul, that thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. Verse 12. And they, sh and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt, thou shalt rise up the Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. Verse 13. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing, that my, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken this. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Elsewhere in Isaiah, it says, And his spirit shall gather it. Hallelujah. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Are we there? The gift of tongues. So, from this chapter, we have actually dealt with the entire teaching for tonight's episode but as the Spirit of God has given us insight along the lines of the verses in the chapter we want to share amen we want to share so in our fast in a Christian fast that is acceptable on the Lord a fast acceptable to the Lord, a fast that yields results, a fast that breaks the bands of wickedness, a fast that un is able to undo the yoke of iniquity or break the yoke of iniquity, is one that involves or that is devoided of 
exploiting anyone. If you are in the habit of, I am in the habit of intelligently exploiting people, cheating people, when it comes to things, it could be money, it could be assets, physical assets. Bible says that during a fast, do not exploit anyone. And that means that so long as we make this a habit of not exploiting people while we fast. And when we fast often, it's just a matter of time. This habit is going to fall off from us. Isaiah 58 verse 4. You see that in the verse 4. Verse 4. The verse 4. Start winning. Let's see your version. It just clamps everything up. It doesn't put the verses in there. Anyway, let's move on. In such fast, we avoid quarrels and ungodly babbling. Hallelujah. That is a verse 5. And in such fast, the Bible or God expects us. You realize how the verse 14 closes the chapter, the entire chapter of Isaiah 58. The verse 14 says that, For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The mouth of the Lord. So these are God's own requirement. That is why he questioned them. Verse 1, he says that, Cry aloud. Spare not. This is a complaint. Just lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. So it is possible to fast in error. Because we have over, we, we have overlooked certain what principles, we have broken certain principles, or neglected them, or forfeited them. It says, yet they seek me daily. How? Through their fasting, and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They didn't forsake the ordinances of God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. How? Wherefore have we fasted? They say, or say they, and thou seest not. We realize from the other time from, um, is it Malachi, Zechariah 7 verse 5, how that a people fasted for about seven, 70 years the the faith and seventh of every month for 70 years and yet god says that i don't know i didn't see that in the verse 3 of isaiah 58 the same question is being asked wherefore have we fasted say they and thou seest not wherefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge hallelujah Bible says that in the day of our fast, we find pleasure and exact our all our labors. Like I said in the beginning, that every true Christian fast should affect our schedule. You can't fast and go about everything that you used to do as you used to do it. Hallelujah. 
Mr. Emmanuel, God bless you. God bless you, Mr. Winning. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. You cannot fast and call it a fast while you are still playing a TV game. You are still getting pleasure from the wrong things. Spending the usual time with friends when you should be according to the principle of sanctification. That is sanctification and self-denial. That is the, the, the third principle, the principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. We are to stay away. We are to stay away from things that can render our fast unwholesome. It is impossible to blend these things together with our fast. We cannot exact all our labors. Even it is not advised that as we fast, especially when you are embarking on an absolute fast, that you get involved in physically intensive activities. If your work demands that you carry brick and mortar, or you drive for long hours, fasting requires that we cut down on this schedule. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we move on. In every godly fast, Bible says that apart from not exploiting people, we are to release spiritual and social oppression. The verse 10 of Isaiah 58 and Psalm 35 verse 13. The psalmist said that, but as for them, yes, God bless you, Mr. Emmanuel. It says, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then, then shall thy light rise in obscurity. So it means that the light of God has been existent within us, but has been shut out because of the iniquities of failing to align. Failing to align, bring ourselves into alignment with the demands of the principle of the word of God. Abigail, new one, you're welcome. God bless you. Failing to align with the principles or the demands of the principles of the word of God, it covers our light, it obscures our light. So, Bible may say, All right, you may be, go about declaring. The Bible says that I rise, shine, for that my light is come, or I arise, I shine, my light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. You may shout and declare all you want and not see anything. You may even declare Job 28. 22, 28, and 29. That says that you shall decree a thing and shall be established, and light shall shine upon your ways. And so see nothing, because we have, you have wrongly aligned yourself to the principles of fasting. So therefore, we may become like the Israelites, who will now be asking, Wherefore have we fasted? Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure, 
and exert all your labors. Thank you, Lord. Please don't forget to keep liking the show and to follow us if you haven't followed us. Amen. Kindly follow us so that anytime, anytime we come online, you can get a notification. And anytime we publish our teachings and ministrations, you can get the notification as well. Amen. Today, people fast for pleasure. People fast. In fact, people fast without observing the principles of fasting. The principles we looked at the other time, quickly. Let me just go through them. We look at the, the first principle, the principle of consecrated commitment to God's pleasure or will. The second principle was the principle of honored privacy or secrecy of our fast to God. He said fasting is between us and God. Hallelujah. The third principle was the principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. Hallelujah. And then the fourth one is the principle of giving or sacrifice. Isaiah 58 verse 7 and verse 10. The, the, the fifth principle was the principle of feeding on the word while starving from food. Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then the sixth principle was the principle of humility. Humility of soul and body is that fasting humbles our soul. It humbles our souls and our bodies because it is essentially the path of self-denial. Hallelujah. And we said, we also looked at the seventh principle, which is the principle of self-denial. Bible mentions denying ourselves, ourselves of food and water. Exodus 34 verse 28. Of food, Matthew 4 verse 1 and, and verse 2. Of certain pleasant food, Daniel 10 verse 3, and then married persons may also fast from sex for a time by mutual consent to pray or seek the face of God concerning any matter, 1 Corinthians 7 verse 4 and verse 5, hallelujah. So these are the principles that are to guide the process of our fast as we are looking at today. These are the principles that are to guide our fast. They are not just brainstormed. They, they are biblically established precepts in the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why there are scriptures backing them. Alright. So in fasting, in a true fast, let me use that word. Because these, these people starve themselves a lot. We starve ourselves thinking we are fasted. We go on a diet thinking we are fasted because we did not observe the rules of engagement as far as fasting is concerned. In a true fast, we release spiritual and social oppression as we have seen in Isaiah 58 verse 10. Isaiah 58 verse 10. As Minister Emmanuel helped us. We draw our souls out to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. And Bible says that our light, which has been which has been shut in because of iniquity, now will rise in obscurity, and then our darkness shall be as the noonday. And that is what the Bible commands us to do. It says that let your light so shine, let your light so shine. God will give us the light, but it is our responsibility to make it shine. God will give us the light, but it is our responsibility to make our light shine. And one of the ways that we get into the place of intimacy with God, so that our light can break forth and shine, is through the discipline, the Christian discipline of what? Fasting. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We can't go about eating every day. Bible says that the, 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 the um, food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God shall destroy both of them. Why? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Psalm 35 verse 13. Buttresses what I just shared. Every true fast in every true fast, Bible requires that we help others in a practical way. Isaiah 58 verse 7 and 10. Help people in a practical way. Hallelujah. And every true fast, according to Ezra chapter 10 verse 6, should be accompanied by morning, especially when it has to do with repentance from dead works or some of our iniquities. You want to turn away from something that has been troubling you, break a certain bond or yoke of iniquity. It is required that it's accompanied by true remorse. The morning here is not to cry, cry because of a, the loss of a loved one, but Bible is talking about penitence, the penitence of the soul. Hallelujah. A pensive mood in waiting on the Lord, in seeking the face of God, in genuine repentance, confession of sin, as in 1 Samuel 7, 6. And then every true fast should be accompanied by prayer and hearing from the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. And as we saw in Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and verse 2. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and verse 2. Bible says that as they fasted and prayed, the Spirit of God spoke expressly and said unto them that they should separate unto him Saul and Barnabas for the work which has been committed unto them. So every fasting, once we engage God on the principles, at the level of the principles, the Spirit of God speaks. Hallelujah. When we are seeking clarity on matters, He speaks. If we need guidance and direction, He speaks. Hallelujah. If we need grace for a new dimension of starting a business or entering a new season of our lives, God now speaks. He releases grace. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Every true fast is also not accompanied by somberness and then disfiguring, the disfiguring of the face. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. Somberness and disfiguring of the face. Of the face. This is even against the principle of privacy the principle of honored privacy and secrecy to God because our fasting is supposed to be in private it's supposed to be between God and us anytime we put on a sad face gather and heap up unto us ashes at underneath our feet disfigure our face so that people know we are fasting Bible says we are parading our piety before men and verily, verily, Jesus says, you have received your reward. For every true fast must be between God and you, unless it is congregational, where it has been declared to every member of the congregation 
Bible requires that it remains private between God and us. And Bible says that as we afflict our souls to draw closer to God for whatsoever reason, the God who sees in secret will reward us openly. The God who sees in private will reward us publicly before all men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So these are the practical considerations during a fast. Or should I? Let me not get in there first. Let me just go brush through things that do not constitute a fast. Things that do not constitute a fast. I'll just brush through them quickly. Number one, abstaining from certain pleasures, but not, but allowing others. These things do not constitute a true fast. Abstaining from certain pleasures, but allowing others. You know that watching movies give you some form of pleasure. So you are fasting, but you go to the movies. But you say that, okay, I'm abstaining from food. Or after all, I'm abstaining from intimacy. I'm abstaining from sex. So that is okay. But you are giving into movies. You are giving into, I mean, those other things that bring you pleasure. Number two, abstaining from some foods while eating others. Abstaining from some foods while eating others. Depending on the kind or the type of fast you embark on. The last type of fast, the partial fast, the Daniel fast, which entails solely fruits and vegetables. We said that, Daniel said that he ate no sweet food. Nothing, nothing sweet entered his belly. Hallelujah. So there are foods we are supposed to abstain from in such fasts. Amen. Amen. We cannot abstain from some that we know clearly are not part or not supposed to be to be taken during those fasts and then take other ones. Amen. And then there are those who also fast from meats except fish. There are people, yes, there are people, it may sound funny, but these things I'm sharing with us, they are serious things. There are people who fast from meats except fish. You may call it vegetarianism or being a vegan. Whatsoever thing, um, dietary or nutrition term is given to it. But this is not a true fast. Biblically, there are no scriptures that govern or that are established to the defense of such patterns of fasting. Hallelujah. Some abstain from smoking, chewing tobacco, drinking liquor, or some other bad or pleasurable habit and eating food. No. While they do other things, drinking only orange juice or other juices for a period, that is not a true fast. Abstaining from all pleasure or entertainment and eating lightly. You are eating, but you are saying, oh, I'm eating lightly. It's just a little food. No, that is not a true fast. Then, practices about which we complain. Practices about which we complain. Let's, let's, let's look at verse, um, verse 3 of Isaiah 58. 
then contention and debates. These are things we must deliberately stay away from. Bible says we should be sober, we should be vigilant. Our adversary, the devil, he goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. For some of us, the devil cannot get us to destroy us as in explicitly, but he can get us to self-destruct. He can get us to pollute that which is supposed to be consecrated to God. He can get us in those ways by drawing us into arguments and debates and contentions that we should ideally be far away from while we are fasting. You can't be fasting truly. And especially the gentlemen be engaged in football arguments. That sounds like exerting your own labor. Hallelujah. Isaiah 58 verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure. You cannot be fasting. In fact, if fasting is indeed, we said that the, the, the Hebrew word that is used to describe fasting, which means afflicting the soul, is actually the same word that means or that is used to describe raping of a lady or a woman. Hallelujah. The same word that is used to describe the raping of a woman. Just, just imagine the pain, the trauma, the disgrace. That is what should happen to our bodies anytime we embark on a true fast. The body should be afflicted, should be humiliated, should be brought under, should be totally subdued so that the spirit can take charge. So that we can become more intimate with God. Because the spirit is in control. That is why that word has been employed. It's a humiliation of the soul and the body. So that the spirit can take control. So it is not possible for someone who is mourning. To have a celebration or pleasure. To be taking pleasure in other things at the same time. It is not possible. It is not possible. Hallelujah. People of God, God bless us. Please, if you haven't followed our podcast, we urge you to follow the podcast. Amen. So that anytime we come online, whether it's a teaching, prayer, or prophetic session, you'll be notified. Amen. But today we'll be teaching, and if time permits us, we pray a little more. Amen. Then we smite. Bible says that smiting with the fist of wickedness. Smiting with the fist of wickedness. The verse 4 talks about the contention and debate. The verse 4 of Isaiah 58 talks about the contention and debate which we are to avoid or eschew. Then smiting with the fist of wickedness. There are times that ordinarily because we are not fasting and our flesh is in dominance over the spirit, the least thing we are provoked, we are under provocation to act and usually act in the flesh, act carnally. We may smite people with our fists. We may even touch people with our words, unkind words. We may even touch men of God. When the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm, people are actually thinking that the touching has to do with what Jerusalem Jerusalem did to his prophets, stoning his prophet. No. 
The touching is beyond just toning its prophets. The touching that the Bible talks about is beyond Jerusalem stoning its prophet. The touching also talks about touching men of God with our words. Unkind words, saying unkind and untrue things about men of God. Even sometimes when it is true, we ought to be careful. The Bible says, who shall lay a charge to God's elect? It is the Lord that justifies. If a man of God is in error, the best thing you can do for the man of God is to pray for him. And maybe the second best thing is to lovingly in humility because it's a shepherd or a ruler bible says that let them that rule among us be be counted or let them that rule honorably among us be counted of double honor especially them that labor in word and doctrine so every leader is is worth is worthy of a certain honor that that must be accorded them especially spiritual leaders in christianity Bible says that they that labor or them them that labor in word and doctrine they they deserve double the honor. So when such people sleep, people who labor to feed us with the word of God, people who pray for us, they go on their knees for us day and night. When they sleep and they fall, or when when they don't even fall, when they stumble, the Bible says that we should go on on our knees for them, not criticize them. We, you do, you do not rebuke an elder. Hallelujah. Today I'm not trying to establish doctrine. I am teaching on fasting, but I had to digress a little bit just to establish these things. Hallelujah. Some of us, we smite men of God. We smite men of God with unkind words. So when Bible says, touch not my anointed, it's not just a physical touching. The shooting, the beatings, the stoning like Jerusalem did to his prophets. People touch men of God with unkind words. You spread false rumors. If a false rumor about a man of God or a woman of God or even any Christian in your church or in Christ in Christianity, whether the man of God is popular or not, comes to you. As a good Christian, it is right to tell yourself that I will be the end of this bad news. This bad news must not go beyond me. Hallelujah. We are imitators of Christ. We carry good news. We don't bear about false news and bad news. No, it is not in our nature. We've not been called to that. So in true fasting, this is what we do. If there's anybody that we have, we've smitten with a fist of wickedness, unkindness, we repent, we mourn. Then making our voice to be heard in public so that everybody knows we are fasting. It is one of the things the Bible frowns on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are things that do not constitute a true fast. Now let's look at things that constitute a true fast. Number one, to lose the bands of wickedness. The verse 6 of Isaiah 58. Loosing the bands of wickedness. Mami, you are welcome. Please follow us if you haven't followed us. Amen. God bless you. Mystic heroes, we trust that you are being blessed by the ministration of the word. Akwesi Lukman, God bless you. We pray that you follow us. Please don't forget to keep liking the show to help the page. Amen. If you are being blessed by the sound teaching of the word of God, you want to like the show, you can even share. Amen. We have just about 10 minutes to get out of here. You can even share. Isaiah 58 verse 6. 
Is not this the fast that I have chosen? Let's look at God's chosen fast. To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free. Loosing bands of wickedness, the chosen fast. Undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free. Loosing bands of weakness is not only for our own lives or within our own lives, but within people of the bands of weakness of people around us. Hallelujah. And let the oppressed go free. This scripture, the latter part, would make more sense in the olden days where slavery used to thrive a lot. When one nation conquers another territory by conquest. The territory that has been conquered, they are called the captives. Those that conquer are called the captives. Usually the captives become slaves of the captives. And Bible is saying that among the people of God, while they fast or when they fast, it is required that they let loose, let go of such people. Amen. Amen. So undoing heavy, heavy burdens and letting the oppressed go free. Number three, breaking of every yoke. That is verse 6 and verse 9 of Isaiah 58. We don't have time, so please, you can pause the scripture so that we read from the page. Amen. Then number four, dealing bread to the hungry. The other time I shared a personal experience with you. When I was embarking on my longest fast ever, for the period of 126 days or even my ordinary other day fast i put aside the monies i would have spent for food i would have spent on food supposing i'm eating once a day well instead of three times a day then the other two times that i didn't eat i put the monies together and and multiply by the number of days that i fasted and then give to charity remembering them that have not I have to be able to deal my bread to the hungry. Hallelujah. Number five, sheltering the cast out and covering the naked. Sheltering the cast out and covering the naked. Jesus will say on that day, I was hungry. You didn't feed me. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. And then we will ask, Lord, when were you hungry that we didn't feed you? When were you naked? We didn't clothe you. When were you sleeping or cast out that we, we didn't give you shelter? And you say that because you didn't do it for your brother, you didn't do it for me. So every true fast and beyond every true fast, every true Christianity should involve this principle. Sheltering the cast out and covering the naked. Not covering up your own fault. In fasting, we get naked before God to transact business with God. God is one person, I always say that we can be naked before him and never be ashamed. Hallelujah. You can be naked before God with all your faults, your, your shortcomings, your limitations, your weaknesses, and still not be ashamed because he is God. He knows everything about us. Then number seven, to call upon God and to cry to God. That is to be hungry for God and then to pray. To engage in prayer, calling upon God and to cry out to God. 8 sees accusing others and speaking vanity Isaiah 58 9 having compassion on the hungry 
Isaiah 58 10. Number 10, to satisfy the afflicted soul. 11, keep from desecrating the Sabbaths, consecrated days. Fortunately for us, in the New Testament, Jesus has become our Sabbath. Hallelujah. Love and delight in the Sabbath. Living for God and not our own pleasure. And then the last one, 14, honoring God and speaking His word. Hallelujah. Now let's look at some few practical considerations during a fast. During a fast, these are few practical considerations that I want to leave with us as we end the podcast. We drink water when abstaining from food. Hallelujah. When you are abstaining from food, drink water. Get some water. Hallelujah. Fasting from food longer than 7 to 15 days can actually pose some health risks. Living on only water, that is a, a partial fast, for 7 to 15 days can pose some, some risks to our health. So let us make sure that as you embark on, on fast for extended periods, you are led. The story is told of some men of God, a man of God who even tried, I think during the COVID time, he tried fasting for 40 days and he even died. It, it, it was in the news all over the country. He was taken to China also in a hospital, was admitted and he couldn't survive it. Because the 40 days of fasting and prayers that Moses and Elijah embarked on was in the realm of the supernatural. Elijah, for instance, ate, was fed by an angel, and he went in the strength of that food for the 40 days. Hallelujah. Now, longer fast should only be under clear, certain direction and miraculous enablement from the Lord. Longer fast should only be under very clear and certain directions and miraculous enablements from God. As I was saying, the 40 days first mentioned in the Bible were all miraculous in nature and they were initiated by God, not the one fasting. Moses' fast wasn't initiated by Moses. Elijah's fast wasn't initiated by Elijah. Jesus' fast wasn't initiated by him. Bible says that he was led. Other version says he was driven to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. To be tempted by the devil. Now Moses did not eat or drink for 40 days. Exodus 34 verse 28. Hallelujah. That is established. But it is possible. In fact, you can die in the desert in 24 hours. If without water. From experience, you can die in the desert for 24 hours. If you are without water. Amen. Amen. Now, longer fast. The last thing I want to say is that longer fasts are all right if you have been given a special gift or grace from the Lord for the fast. Usually, people with this gift, they don't easily get hungry. They don't easily get hungry. 
if you read Luke or Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2, the Bible says that afterward, he hung it. So during the whole period, Jesus never hung it. Afterward, not during the fast. Afterward, he hung it. Hallelujah. So when God gives you the special grace, then you can go for extended periods. Amen. Now we thank God for the end of today's session. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be your name in Jesus' name. Grant us grace to be doers and not hearers only. In the name of Jesus. Amen. People of God, we meet again on Wednesday for a prayer session. Wednesday, 10.30 GMT or UTC. Amen. Friday, we shall finish our teaching on fasting. 10.30 GMT or UTC as God wills. Amen. Please, if you want to get in touch, we have just five seconds to leave. Here is my number. You can take a quick screenshot. Oh, 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 oh. Where is my number? Yes, you can take a quick screenshot. If you want to get in touch, amen. Bye, 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 bye. Shalom.